Welcome to Wake Up With Wall Street for Friday, April 16th. Today's top stories, as vaccinations continue in the United States, consumers are busting out and spending money while employers are hiring. How will this impact our stock market? I'll have details shortly. And China just released gross domestic product data, which says its economy grew by more than 18% in the first quarter of the year. That's obviously from a low base given the COVID lockdown that began during the first quarter of last year, but it should encourage Americans who are hoping for the same sort of rebound here. I'll have more in a moment. Finally, the United States imposed sanctions on Russia for election interference in the SolarWinds computer hack. While this won't mean much for our broad economy, Russia is a big supplier of crude oil, so what might it mean for energy prices? I'll have more on those and other topics shortly, as well as a complete check of the overnight markets. I'm Scott Nations. Now wake up and let's get to it. A quick recap of the action on Wall Street from Thursday. It was all green for stocks yesterday with earnings releases continuing to show very positive results and interest rates pulling back significantly. The S&P gained 1.1% to close at a new all-time high. The tech-heavy NASDAQ 100 gained 1.6%. And it also closed at a new all-time high. The broad indexes were clearly helped by great earnings results yesterday with a range of businesses from trucking company J.B. Hunt to PPG to Citigroup and PepsiCo and Bank of America and even United Health, all posting better than expected revenue and earnings. Add to the similarly great results we got on Wednesday, and earnings have been an unmitigated boost to stock prices. Interest rates also declined yesterday with the 10-year yield falling by 10 basis points and that helped boost stocks as well. Nearly every sector gained ground with only energy pulling back and that's because of huge gains earlier this week. Yesterday's market was also helped in large measure by news that retail sales in March grew by 9.8% which was nearly double the gain that was expected. Much of that had to do with vaccinations convincing many Americans that it's safe to venture outside and spend those stimulus checks, but regardless of the source of the money in customer pockets, it's still revenue for retailers, and it's a good sign that recipients feel free to spend money rather than hoard it like they did with previous stimulus payments. Markets were also helped by another decrease in claims for unemployment benefits. I think that as service businesses, including bars and restaurants, continue to reopen, they're going to face a critical shortage of employees, this will be interesting to watch and I'll keep an eye on it because it's likely to be inflationary. In other news, China announced that its gross domestic product grew by 18.3% in the first quarter, but that number was certainly helped by the extremely low base of the year-ago period. While longer-term growth is likely to be slowed by COVID, this is generally good news for Americans who are afraid that our economy would be slow and halting. This China data says that growth will get nearly back to normal pretty quickly. Finally, President Biden announced a series of sanctions, diplomatic expulsions, and other measures against Russia for interference in our 2016 election, as well as the recent solar winds hack of U.S. businesses and government agencies. President Biden noted that the sanctions were moderate and called on Russia to not engage in retaliation. I don't think this will impact our stock market much, but Russia is a big producer of crude oil and has recently taken a more active role among the roster of energy producing countries. Russia may try to punish the U.S. by increasing the price of crude oil, 
but that would require production cuts on the part of the entire OPEC Plus group. And I don't think they have the stomach for that now, just as prices are increasing and demand is also gaining ground. I think Putin had his fund, and now he's just going to have to pay the price. Turning now to the day ahead on Wall Street at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Time, with two hours and 15 minutes to go before markets open. Stock index futures are mixed, with the S&P pointing to a gain of just less than one-tenth of one percent, and the NASDAQ 100 pointing to a tiny loss when trade resumes on Wall Street. While lower interest rates were great for stocks yesterday, they may be a bit of a problem today, with the 10-year yield higher by four basis points this morning. Crude oil prices are essentially unchanged today. As I said earlier, yesterday's earnings releases were great, and the companies that have released this morning are also showing better-than-expected results. That would include PNC Financial and Bank of New York Mellon, which have already reported and beat on both revenue and earnings. We will get a little bit of data today with housing starts and building permit data due at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time and consumer sentiment due at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And now what you've all been waiting for, it's Friday. That means it's time for this week's Worst Company in the World. This week's Worst Company in the World is... Vladimir Putin of Russia. The U.S. has finally imposed sanctions on Russia, and make no mistake, Russia is controlled by Putin, so we know he signed off on their efforts to interfere in our 2016 presidential election, the solar winds hack of our government agencies, and probably most disturbing, the offer of cash bounties to insurgents in Afghanistan who killed U.S. service members. Putin is a malign influence in our world, and the people of Russia won't be fully accepted into the world community until Putin is out of power. But for today, congratulations to Vlad for this august award. That has been Wake Up With Wall Street for Friday, April 16th. I'm Scott Nations. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter for breaking news throughout the trading day. My Twitter handle is at Scott Nations. Now wake up and go get them.